Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Talking the Word. I am Pastor Josh. And I am Pastor Matt. Today, our topic is standing for God in the battle. The topic again is standing for God in the battle. Um, I think it's a really good topic today, just with everything going on with the COVID-19 outbreak um, that we have in our our world, in our society today. Um, It is something that, uh, you know, one, puts a lot of fear in people's minds and uh, worrisome, as you can tell by the news, and which you can't trust news at all anyway. But uh, but as you can tell by just looking at store shelves, you'll see how people mass panic by going out and buying all the toilet paper and uh, paper towel and all the clean supplies, hand sanitizer, hand soap, the whole shebang. Um, to the point, it's actually kind of gotten pretty ridiculous that some stores have actually started to have police officers. I know here in town at Lebanon, at uh, at the Walmart here in Lebanon. They've had to have officers out there. I was there the other day, and I saw three, um, and I saw the mass panic, basically, of, of where, we're, where we're getting ourselves to. And, uh, and and kind of the reason why this topic was chosen was just because, uh, you know, as churches, we're, we're not able to physically meet in person. No. You know, we're not able to meet in a building on Sundays. Our, our pews and our church seats are empty. We're, we're having to do everything online. We're having to find new ways and get creative in our evangelism. A lot of churches are doing what they call drive-up service in their parking lot uh, to really reach their people. we got yes. a lot of online stuff going on. Yes. I, I know we're doing everything online Live streaming, yeah. um, to, to help our congregation out and, and to reach the people. But uh, but I think this is uh, really good because, uh, yes. because, you know, with everything going on, with the trial that we are facing right now, mm-hmm. it is pretty heavy. And it's like I mentioned yesterday. Yesterday in my live stream, um, I talked about how because I truly believe that this is that because we have gotten so far away from God, we we have we have uh, you know allowed a lot of sinful and unbiblical and ungodly things not only in our society but also in our churches. We have, <clears throat> and I really, and I truly believe that uh, that we're being punished and that God is bringing judgment down upon us for it. Because of our wrongdoing, I think we. I think it's it's um, in this in this day and age that we're living in, we are seeing obviously, obviously, the results of our actions. The Bible says God is not mocked for whatsoever a man sows, that will he also reap. You can't abort over sixty million innocent lives and yep. children. You can't live the way that we've lived and glorify sin and. And make light of the of the of the commands in the Word yeah. of God, and uh, you talked about how we're in a you know obviously in an emergency, a national emergency with this yeah. COVID nineteen coronavirus, but also too we have all of all of the panic that's everywhere. And one of the things that the enemy does is he uses fear. He uses um, a situation like this to ex- to really to to uh, exploit. And to attack, and and Jesus said the enemy comes to do three things: to steal, to kill, and destroy. That's what Satan's in this to do. And and of course, a situation like this, our whole nation's pretty much uh, came to a standstill, halted. Uh, Our economy's been affected. Uh, Everything's closed up. You know, you can't go to uh, you know school, church, um, movie theater. Businesses are closed. 
and really everybody's just kind of uh, holed up and hunkered down in their homes. And, you know, we've got a, uh, an executive order here in Indiana from Governor Holcomb, the shelter and shelter in place, stay at home order. And, and people are doing that. But at the same time, as Christian believers, we can't let fear, we can't let anxiety, we can't let the problem like this defeat us in a battle. We have to take a stand and we have to stand up for yes, what we, we believe is righteous and what is right. Because I've got a scripture I found in Ephesians 6 I was going to share. And uh, I like what it says in Ephesians 6 and verse 10. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Verse 11, it says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And here's the catch in verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So we're fighting a, a, a faceless enemy. We're fighting an enemy that is invisible. Now, we don't fight it flesh and blood. We're not fighting a, a war like, like you would fight on a foreign soil with, with guns and with, yeah. with armor. We're fighting a spiritual battle against an enemy, and the enemy uses people. He uses circumstances. He uses situations to try to, to try to defeat us. And that's where the Christians got to stand up, just like Paul tells us in Ephesians 6 and 10, and tells us there that we are to, um, you know, uh, do everything we need to do. We need to stand. And so it says in verse 13 of Ephesians uh, chapter 6, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Verse 14, it says again to stand. Yep. That means that you stand there and, and, you, and you, you don't retreat. You don't turn back. Uh, you put on the armor of God, which is what Ephesians 6 is all about, yep. is putting on the armor of God. And you notice that an armor protects the front of you. It doesn't protect the back of you. Yep. There's no, there's no back plate. There's no, you know, there's no, uh, uh, th nothing to protect your back. It's all in the front, yep. the helmet, the chest, the feet, the belt, oh, yes. the shield, the sword, because the Christian believer is supposed to stand, Josh. We're supposed to stand we for are. truth. We're supposed to stand for righteousness. We're supposed to stand for what God's word says. Now that's not popular no, in not. 2020. I mean, no. you, you, I'm sure you've probably been watching um, some of the news I'm with you. I don't, I don't really, uh, put a lot of trust in the, in the mainstream media. I, I, uh, I think that, uh, it's amazing that, uh, uh, that, that they're even still credible at times. Some of the stuff, in fact, just the other day I saw where they had CBS had done a report where they had uh, used an Italian hospital video clip from an Italian hospital and said that was a New York City hospital and this is how bad the crisis was turns out they had that was all fake and they they obviously said we apologize we we quickly made the edit and change but they still got caught doing something that was wrong yeah so it's hard to believe the media sometimes and they can really really bring you down but then you know I'm watching the news the other day trying to endure that and and uh, and they're interviewing Franklin Graham and uh, and he basically said, you know, God's greater than this. God's stronger yeah, than is. this. We need Amen to pray. To we need to turn to the Lord. And I thought to myself, you know what? There's 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 the right attitude yeah. for the Christian believer to have. <laughs> we need to be standing in faith. We need to be standing on the Word of God, because you know, the government's going to fail us. Industry, business is going to fail us. 
People are going to fail us. Yeah. Um, and, and we're not going to be able to, we're not going to be able to stand and, and, and rely on those things. Those are, those are sources or, or those are, or resources that we put our trust and our hope in. They're going to fail. God will fail. never fail. God's word will never fail. Amen that. And that's where we had to stand. And I don't care if you're a young person that's on a high school campus or that's on a college campus, a person in the workforce, if you're living in your neighborhood. There's people out there in the world that are seeing so much chaos right now and so much stuff going on that the one chance we have in this day and age to really, truly turn people back to God and really make an impact on people is to stand for something, is to stand for truth, to stand for righteousness. It's not popular. I mean, sometimes you have to do what's not popular. Sometimes you have to do what people think is wrong. I I don't understand why people get so offended, people get so angry, but we live in a day and age where people are, gosh, I mean, I never thought I'd ever hear the phrase, you know, I got to go to a safe spot or something like that, you know, in college campuses and stuff. And, and uh, you know, when, when you have, you know, when you have people that are so angry and bitter and, and, and they lash out and they get mad, it's hard sometimes as a Christian to know what you're supposed to do. But we, but again, the Bible says we're in the world, but we're not of the world. So we don't have to, you know, be like the world. Just because the world says something is right, just because the world tries to push an ideology or yep. a mindset or or try to tell you this is right and that's wrong. Um, you know, the other day I was thinking, you know, I was listening to the, the mayor in New York City, uh, de Blasio. He said that he would shut churches down that didn't follow the stay-at-home order. I'm thinking to myself... Now, there's a big difference between a politician or a government official, an elected official, saying we want to encourage pastors and churches to please, for the next two or three weeks, please, uh, you know, if you can, you know, keep your doors closed, close your church, do whatever means you have to do to have services in some other capacity. Yeah. All you're doing there is asking that individual church or asking that individual group or organization just to be, just to be cooperative and help yeah. because we're in a crisis. It's a much, much different situation when you say, you do this or I'm going to shut you down. Now, that's where I would say to the mayor, um, I, ha I have a constitutional right. Yeah. But also yeah. more than that, though, I'm a Christian. I'm going to trust God before I'm going to trust you. Now, there's a fine line you got to walk because, you know, we got that pastor in Florida that that had his church service open and he was asking it was it was you know it was an order given by the by the by the governor of florida and it's the pastor there in tampa florida um uh, rodney hard brown and nothing against him but but you have to have some wisdom and common sense but at the same time you can take a stand for your faith and stand up for what's right yeah. without making a spectacle of yourself and getting embarrassed he got arrested he went into he went into uh went into his church and he had that service, and I know you can have all the hand sanitizer, you can clean your church, you can have everybody maintain a social distancing, you know, of, of six feet. But when the sheriff tells you don't do this, and then you still defy that, you know that that's not real smart, yeah, and that's yeah, not no, wisdom. Not. That gives the church a black eye. It and, does. And I think as Christians, we've got to stand up. We need to be good citizens. We need to be, um, you know, we need to be uh, good neighbors. We need to be, uh, you know doing everything we can to to do our part as a citizen to try to help with this situation. But that doesn't mean you compromise your faith, Josh. That means you compromise your beliefs. I think that's so true. And, uh, 
you know, um, even though we have this stay-at-home order and, <clears throat> and with everything going on in the world, and, yeah. um, and us not being able to meet physically in person, sure. and not be anything online, um, it is one of those times. And it's like, a, you know, it's like I mentioned yesterday in my, in my yeah. live stream, I was mentioning how, you know, I think the reason why we're not meeting in person is because, one, I believe that we've been called, yeah. you know, we've been called for battle, and uh, and that the Lord has told us to draw mm-hmm. up our swords, which is the Bible, yes. and to go out into the world Amen. and uh, and stand and mm-hmm. and see what's so sad is the fact that we have allowed ourselves to get to a point where we've mm-hmm. totally pretty much pushed God out of everything. Amen. And it all Amen. started. It all started the day we decided to take one the Bible out of schools. Prayer. And 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 as soon as we took Bible and prayer out of schools, then we all started going downhill from there. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. that's when we stopped teaching moral standards and values, mm-hmm. um, and and a lot of parents mm-hmm. stopped teaching that. Yep, yep. Um, it's true because a lot of parents weren't getting taught that. No. a lot of parents don't know how to teach that to their kids, no. and it's just so sad because one, we get a lot of people in our church pews that mm-hmm. sit there and will complain about the world, complain the way the world's going, but mm-hmm. they don't want to do anything about it to make a difference, mm-hmm. to make a change. They mm-hmm. want to, mm-hmm. they expect it to change without actually making mm-hmm. a change. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and it's just mm-hmm. sad because like at a time like this when we, when we should be on our knees mm-hmm. praying, yep. asking God for help, mm-hmm. but also worshiping and praising God. And it's yeah. so like I said yesterday. I said I said yeah. we don't we don't need to look at the situation yeah. as a problem. We need to look at this as a good thing, mm-hmm. and it is a good thing because the good thing of this is is that one, God's using it not only to grow us, yep, and and lead us back to him, mm-hmm. but he's also he's also really you know mm-hmm. getting after the, the Christians and saying that he is. How much do you love me, and how much do you trust me? Mm-hmm. And well, are you true. willing to are you willing to stand for me? And and you know he's using something like this to really sit there and yes. say you know you guys preach something on Sundays, y'all y'all talk about this all the time. Are you willing to go do it? That's right. Opportunity. Yeah. And it's like I, it's like I mentioned um, on Sunday on Sunday evening when I, when I did my live. Mm-hmm. I was telling everyone, you know, that when you go out to the store to go get groceries, you know, take time and just and just stop and just yep. see one of those grocery store workers and say, hey, can I just pray for you? Yep. Uh, if you see someone that looks like they're having a bad day, just say, hey, just, just want to stay, see if I can pray for you. I mean, you don't have to lay hands or any of that stuff. You know, you can remain social distancing and just pray for them. But also, as you walk in the store, as you go in, you can take a few minutes and just kind of walk down aisles and just and just kind of pray over those aisles, yep. pray over the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pray wherever you meet, and just take Amen. the time to pray. And, and see, the good thing about this whole social distancing is the fact that uh, that it gives us plenty of time to sit in our houses, open our Bibles, study and get to know God. Amen. Pray Amen. and also draw close to Him, but also worship God. That's right. And and even though and and see see church is just a you know the church isn't is just a is not a building. It's people. It's the people. It's, it's, people. it's the people. And I saw something really cool online um, the other day, and, and it showed Uncle Sam, and he was bowing down before the cross before of Jesus. The cross, yeah. And I think yeah. that that is awesome because yeah. it shows that as a country, we need to bow down. Yeah. And, and if you look back in history and look back in time, you know, a lot of the way kind of the world was back in the day was because of us, because we were Amen. we were a leading force, and we, you know, when you go back to World War Two and and stuff. We, we we changed the tide of all that. Yes, I we mean, did. we we really changed the outcome of what Europe's going to be like. And yes, we did. Um, 
as you go through just different things, we were the basically got the tool that God used to basically yes. define the world and shape the world because Man. our founding fathers had gotten to a point, you know, when they came over, they they wanted to base yes. our whole country based off the very fundamentals of God's word because yeah. because they wanted to give every man the basic human rights that they deserve. That's right, and and the rights that God has given us. That's right. Um, That's like right. the rights to bear arms, the right yeah. to worship freely, yeah. um, and, yes. and, and to not have the government interfere with our no. worship no. and tell us we can't worship. No. If you got the government, and I'm going to say this as bluntly as I can, um, and some people might not like this, but I'm going to say it anyway, and that is if the government comes in and tells you you can't worship, whether it be yeah. at, at church, at whether home. it be at home, mm-hmm. through the internet, through live stream, yeah. Remember the, word, remember the words that Peter said, we ought to obey God more than man. Yep. And that's taking a stand. That's taking a stand. I got a scripture in Ephesians 2 I wanted to share. And Paul's writing to the Ephesian church, and he says in Ephesians 2, I'm going to read uh, verses 12 down to verse number 16. And Paul says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Verse 13, for it is God who works in you both to to will and to do for his good pleasure. Verse 14, do all things without complaining and disputing. Verse 15, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Verse 16, holding fast the word of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Paul is telling us there, you work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You, You follow God and serve the Lord and live for Christ. And also he says, do all things without murmuring and complaining. One of the ways you take a stand, Josh, and one of the things that you do as a Christian that allows you to really truly stand for truth, stand for righteousness, stand forth as a child of God is to let your light shine. And one of the things that you can really do in a time like this is what Paul said in verse in verse number 14, do all things without complaining and disputing. Amen. How many people are grumbling, complaining, disputing, uh, upset? Hey, life has life changed for everybody. You know, yeah. we can't do the things that we used to do. You can't even yeah. just go sit down, have breakfast with 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 somebody and have a cup of coffee at a diner or a local restaurant. You can't go to a movie theater and, nope. and watch a movie with your children. You can't you can't you know, uh, you can't go work out at your gym. You our kids can't go to school functions, uh, our family life, our home life. Everything's changed. And like you said, you know, are we going to are we going to. In this day and age, are we just going to just give up and say, well, you know what? It is what it is. There's nothing I can do. Things are bad. I can't change it. Are we going to say, no, you know what? God's greater than this. I'm going to stand for truth. I'm going to let my light shine. I'm going to be everything that God wants me to be because it's like I, it's like I shared on Sunday, Sunday morning in my message on our live stream. The Bible tells us in the scriptures in Philippians 4, verse number 4, let your moderation or your gentleness yeah. be known unto all men, for the Lord is at hand. Your your goodness, that Christ-like demeanor, your moderation, you oh, do yes. that. Just like Paul said in Ephesians 2, you do everything without murmuring, complaining, grumbling, disputing. 
sometimes taking a stand is not just saying, I'm going to stand for truth because this is what I believe and this is what God's word says. You take somebody like Reverend Franklin Graham, who's one of my heroes in faith. He, he takes a stand every day for God. He calls sin, sin. You have to call righteousness, righteous. You have to call unrighteousness, unrighteous. You call sin, sin. You tell the truth. You speak the truth in love. And I think where the church is, where the church is lacking is we get in a situation like we're in now in this in this day and age where a crisis like this comes and we just fold up and we we don't want to stand for truth. Um, There's a big difference between, you know, being somebody that says, I want to uh, I want to defy the laws of the land. I want to I want to, you know, I want to do my own thing. I mean, you see what happens when people especially in the name of religion. Yeah. Defy the law. Just just go to Waco, Texas to the place where the where the branch Davidians were. They defied yeah. the law of the land. And that was a tragic, tragic, tragic thing that happened. And 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 I'm not advocating that 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 Christians take a bunker mentality or hole up in some compound. No, people are going to people are going to going to think very negatively of you. Yeah. Um, and people are going to obviously uh, deride you, make fun of you, and, and persecute you and treat you badly, but you bring that on yourself. There's a big difference between saying, you know what, we're children of God, we're church, but I'm going to stand for truth, even though all this is happening. I'm still going to stand in faith, and I'm going to fight this spiritual battle against the enemy. I'm going to stand for righteousness, and I'm going to do everything I can to let my light shine, and I'm going to do this Amen. without a bad attitude. Without That's still standing for truth, Josh. Yeah. You can stand up and say, this is right and this is wrong. That's one way you stand, but another way you stand is you stand in truth. You stand in the light. You let your light shine. Um, I don't necessarily like doing live stream services. I don't like preaching to an empty house of people. I mean, that's really awkward when you're a pastor and you stand up there and all you have is 140 or 150 empty seats and you can't see anything. There's nobody there. That's pretty awkward. And then you have to prepare a sermon and preach like like somebody's there. That's very hard to do. And um, but you know what you make do. You do the best you can. I don't like it. I don't necessarily like some of the things that are happening. But, but I'm going to let my light shine. So, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be an example. I'm going to still be still stand for righteousness. And when there's people out there in the world that that are that are being negative, and you said this so good, and I've been doing this at every chance I get. I don't care if I'm at Kroger, if I'm at Walmart, if I'm shopping at any of our local markets here. Um, you know, Menards getting supplies or something for you know and. Uh, but every time I'm walking down the aisle and I walk past an associate that's stacking shelves or stocking shelves, I tell that man or woman there, thank you. And I'll look at their name tag and I'll call them out by name, you know, and I'll say yeah. I'll say their name. And I'll say I, I say I just I'd say hello and mention their name. How are you doing today? And then I'll tell them, I just want to thank you for all you're doing. We really appreciate your hard work. Amen. We really appreciate what you're doing. I'm praying for you guys. And if you, you know, and, and, I'm, and I just want you to know, we appreciate what you're doing. And you, you know what, Josh, I would say I've done that probably 10 times in the past week. Okay. Eight of those 10 people, I'm saying for sure, eight of those 10 people smiled and said, thank you. I appreciate it. You know, the other two were like, thanks, you know, this kind of ho-hum. But the majority of those people, they appreciate that. And that's yeah, letting your yeah. light shine because you're, you're saying to them, Jesus loves you. Yep. And so do I. Oh yeah, and and I appreciate what you do because you know how many people probably tell them, 
We're out of toilet paper again. You ain't got no milk. How come I can only get one loaf of bread? How come I can only get one package of meat? You know, and that's where we're at. I mean, that's where we're at. We're at a point now where, you know, they're rationing off grocery items where you're only allowed one package of toilet paper and one package of meat and one loaf of bread because everybody needs it. Yeah. And uh, and I thought to myself, you know, that's where we've come to. And and these folks are working as hard. I mean, I think about all the truck drivers and your dad, your father's a truck driver. Yeah. And I know friends that are truck drivers. We have people in our church that work in all these essential, what I call now essential industries, you know, food and retail, truck driving, uh, you know, the service industries. These people are, are working, working, you know, day and night. And they're trying to get out there and and, and, and do their job. And, and they're doing their job to the best of their ability. They're trying to keep keep our economy, keep America they moving. Are. And, and um, you know... <laughs> And when's the last time children of God and Christian believers really just reached out and showed showed the love of Christ and said, thanks for what you're doing? That's a way you can stand up and say, I yep. am a child of God. And this and, let, and letting your light shine, Josh, is yep. not just holding up some big sign that says, hey, world, I'm a Christian. Jesus Look at me. You. Jesus loves you. There's a big difference between holding up a big banner and a big sign and walking yep. in the public square. And actually living it. And I love what you said, but you said just walking up and say, hey, you know what? Appreciate what you're doing. Can I pray for you? Is there, that is a way of saying, you know what? It's a public place. I don't care. I'm standing for Christ. Yep. I'm Amen. standing for Jesus Christ. And I think we need to do that. And uh, I think that's, you know, one way we can take the one also the call about that God's given us Amen. by going out and making disciples of all nations. Amen. Um, but two, you know, it's also being a light in the darkest place, right? Amen. Now, we're in a dark place. Amen. And I think uh, and I think that that by by I think by us in the grocery stores, mm -hmm. taking a second saying, hey, to the to the Walmart employee mm -hmm. or someone that's just having a bad day and say, hey, can I just pray for you today? Yep. Can I just pray yep. for you? I just want to pray for you. Sure. And I think by, by you sitting there and praying that aisle, you're going to have a lot of people that are going to walk by you that's and look right. at you and go, what's going on here? And they're going to yep. stop. And you're going you're gonna to see a lot of people. You're going to see people that one are Christians that are going to sit there and say, you know, it's nice to see that, that are, Amen. that are true believing Christians. That are like to see. You can see some that like, please don't do that here. That kind of offends me. But the, you know, when you yeah. get the whole thing of people who are like, that offends me, you just basically look at them and go, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, well, the thing, the thing is that again, comes back to what you said. You got to take a stand. Yep. You know, you have to be a light in a dark place. When Jesus said, Matthew five, let your light so shine before men that they'll see your good works and glorify yep. your father, which is in heaven. Yeah. You let your light shine. You know, if, if you walk in, if you've ever walked in a dark room, I know I have. I, I, I had a baby. My parents had my bedroom in a basement when I was a kid because we had six kids in our family. And me and my brother shared a basement bedroom downstairs. And, man, it got dark down there. And I remember one time trying to walk in the, in the middle of the night, pitch black, and I stubbed my toe on, on my dresser because I couldn't see where I was going. Walked into the dresser, hit my knee, and my stubbed my toe. You walk around in darkness, man. So you know what I started doing? I got a little flashlight I bought at, at the uh, little Dollar General store. And I'd get up, in the, and get up at night. And I couldn't get to the light switch because my bedroom, my bed was over on a wall. I'd get that flashlight, turn it on, but at least I could see where I was going, you know, yep. because the light switch was on the other end by the stairs. And uh, that's the way that bedroom was wired. And so my brother, my brother, actually, he walked in the dark one time, walked right into the the I-beam in, in our bedroom. Wow. You know, you're walking around in darkness. That's kind of what the world's doing. We're stumbling around in darkness. And it kind of reminds me of uh, of this passage where God says, you know, he's lying with our feet and aligned our path. Yes. And, uh, yes. and that he's, he's, he's going to guide us in that. Um, and he's basically he's that light that's going to guide mm -hmm. our steps. And 
we don't need to see what's in front of us. We only need to see what, Amen. you know, what's, what we're walking. Amen. And it's like God says in Matthew, um, how, you know, we don't need to worry about tomorrow for tomorrow about self mm-hmm. or for it will have its own room yep. in that day. Yep. Um, which, which I think is really, really true. Yep. And, uh, um, as we're kind of winding down our time sure. on the podcast today, sure. I kind of want, I kind of want to bring up a story I heard, um, at a youth uh, conference I was at mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. And, and, and our speaker, he, uh, he, uh, he distributes Bibles overseas in, uh, in the Middle East. Yep. And, uh, he was in a, one of the Eastern countries and, uh, there's a young girl, 16 years old. And I want this to be an inspiration to yes. us to stand strong for God in this time. Amen. And in that moment in time, um, and she's only 16 and, and, uh, he had kind of handed Bible, kind of was given a message, um, in a country where they don't allow Jesus. No. And she got saved. Yes. She got saved and he asked her if she had a Bible. She goes, no. And so he got her one. He gave her one. And, uh, the very next day when she woke up, <laughs> she went to the city square of her, of, her, of the town she lived in. And she stood there amongst everyone. Yes. Her whole country. And she held up the Quran and she held it up high and said, this is not the true word of God. It is a lie and throws it down. <laughs> and then she holds the Bible and says, this is the true word of God. And was saying that Jesus can save you and was basically giving a gospel message to mm-hmm. everybody. And, uh, and across the street, there's a bunch of jihadist mm-hmm. uh, people mm-hmm. and they came to go with their swords out to go chop her up. Well, they got stopped. They got stopped and they said, no, we're not going to do that. So what they did is they looked at her and they said, deny Christ and we'll let you go free. And she said, no. So you know what they did at 16 years old? They tied her to a pole and they lit her on fire and burned her to death. And she mm-hmm. died. Yep. But she died standing up for God and Amen. see, she only knew God for one day. But she and she knew it. how much He meant to her. And she stood. And she stood up and said, "And Amen. and when she got to heaven, I know God was saying, well done, my good and faithful servant.' Yes. And I think it's so yes. cool. I think as Christians, we need to take that, mm-hmm. you know, that, and when you look at it and go, yeah. you know, what am I? What am I worried about? I just face, you know, verbal persecution, not physical persecution. Yeah. So I just need to trust God." Yes. And so I want to end it here, and that is be bold, be strong, take a stand, and take a stand for Jesus in what's right.